Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Berkowitz, your host this morning of Women Leading the Way, and we have a phenomenal woman who's leading the way this morning. Uh, I'm delighted to say that we're, today our topic is the wellness-empowered woman, which I love those words together, and we're going to hear more about them. But our, my guest today and our leading lady is Rena Vokun, and she is the founder and the CEO of PassionFit. Um, and so everyone, just say big and say, woo, welcome to our leading lady. Rena, say hello to all of our listeners, and how are you this morning? Hello, everyone, and thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to our conversation this morning. I'm loving it. We're, we're here on a Monday, on a holiday. Uh, we're in Southern California, so I'm just going to say it doesn't suck, right? It's kind of gorgeous here in Southern <laughs> California. Yes. <laughs> for our listeners to know, it's, yes, we live in a beautiful place. And I'm, I'm loving our topic this morning because I know we had you on our Rise and Thrive Summit earlier this year. You were phenomenal in some of your perspectives. And one of the first Thank big you. questions I've got for you, because to me, I know there's a definition for it, but what is a wellness-empowered woman? Yeah, that's a great question, Michelle. So the Wellness Empowered Woman, the the name and the concept um, came out of the title of my book that I actually launched almost exactly a year ago. Um, I launched it on June 17, 2021, and started writing the book um, in June of uh, 2019. And so the concept of being a Wellness Empowered Woman is a woman who is empowered both personally and professionally through wellness. And that's actually the mission of my company, Passion. Fit. And it's a woman who understands that she's not perfect. She understands her own strengths, her own weaknesses and developmental areas, but she understands that it's important to take care of herself from the inside out in order to be successful. And everybody has their own definitions of what being successful means, but you know, to be able to thrive and do well in her life in a way that she defines as doing well um, in her personal and professional life. So it's taking care of things like what kinds of foods she's eating, um, you know, how is she moving her body every day to get some exercise, how does she manage stress, and, you know, does she have some mindfulness practices in place, and how can she find that balance between her work life and her home life and really make an impact on the world doing something that she's passionate about and loves. So it's kind of all of those things wrapped into one. (laughs) That's a lot. I mean, it's almost overwhelming when you say that, you know what I mean, because right now, I mean, you look at almost like every woman. I mean, and again, that's stuff our show we're about, you know, because it's men too. I see this as uh-huh. specifically with women. You know, what are some of the biggest, I guess, you know, I call it squishy because coming out of COVID, mm-hmm. so many of us, it's like, you know, we're a little fuzzy, just, you know, mind-wise. You know, we're not, we're trying to learn new muscles of getting out and being out in the business community again or 
trying to get our focus back, which is a different focus since before COVID. Like, what are some of the biggest mm-hmm. challenges you see about women, you know, to kind of be the the wellness empowered women? What are they struggling with right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're right, Michelle, when you hear that on the surface, it sounds like a lot. And I think the intention is not that you have to be all these, you know, a million different things. It's more about finding the things that are important to you and starting with those things. And I, and I do think that mm. women have been struggling, all of us, right, with mental health, physical health. There's always the risk of COVID. There's just the stress and the worry of the uncertainty, you know, in, in the world that we're living in right now with the economy, with COVID and so many other things. And so I think women are just struggling to, you know, find that balance in their life, um, overcome some of those stresses and worries. You know, it is is sometimes a little bit nerve-wracking to get back out there after kind of being in quarantine or being virtual for two years. And I think even the most extroverted people might still find it intimidating to kind of be back at the top of their game. And, and I don't think that that's the expectation. I think it's it's a much more empathetic, realistic, honest, and authentic approach to just being really vulnerable and honest about, you know, where you are struggling and then practicing self-care and taking care of those parts of you that that maybe need it most, and even finding that community, right? Like Connected Women of Influence has been such a phenomenal community for all of us as women and professionals to, to, like in that Rise and Thrive Summit, talk about, you know, honestly where we are struggling and then helping each other and helping motivate one another as well. Yeah, it is fascinating with conversations with women when you get them to open up. But, you know, I think the reality is it's like we're we're not alone in how we feel, whether yeah. we're struggling with something under self-care. And I, I know you are the quintessential, you know, um, tips person. Like, you've got so many ideas of what we can do. But let's say, you know, for any of our listeners, I know because it's all customized and it depends on the individual. But what if somebody is, like, I guess struggling right now just to practice more self-care or, you know, kind of dial into what would be most important to them – for the wellness journey, let's call it that, what what would be some tips or suggestions just to kind of, you know, get yourself focused in? Because everything is overwhelming. You know, people instinctively go, I want to be, I'm going to eat perfectly. I'm going to exercise all that I need to, and that never happens. What would be some mm-hmm. tips or steps to, you know, start that journey and kind of self-assess, you know, what's going to be most important to you? How do you do that? Yeah, it's it's a complex approach for sure because we all are different and we're all kind of experiencing life in different ways right now with all the outside challenges right. in the world. So I would say the first step is just to be really honest with yourself about maybe where you're struggling the most. What is that thing that's keeping you up at night um, that's just maybe hindering you from progressing forward in some way in your life? And just starting with that and being honest about that. Um, I would also suggest talking to someone that you trust, whether that is someone in your family, a close friend, um, somebody in your professional network, um, you know, a, 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 you know, somebody professionally like a therapist or a business coach. I mean, depending on what your need is, I think that it's very healthy to talk about what's going on with somebody that you can trust and someone who can be empathetic and, and understanding to what your needs are. And I think Ooh. once you 
get it all out there, um, I think then you have the opportunity to then decide, okay, where do I want to focus on first? Because there's, you don't need to be focusing on everything at once, right? There's no need to say, okay, mm-hmm. got, like you're saying, eat perfect, exercise every day. Like we understand that that's not going to be realistic. So maybe it's, okay, I just really want to focus on getting outside and walking for five or ten minutes a day just to clear my head. I'll get a little light exercise. It's good for my own mindfulness. And, you know, something that's going to be enjoyable to you and that's going to maybe kick off your wellness journey, if you will, on a positive start so that you can feel a sense of hope and a sense of motivation. I keep going, oof, those are good because, I mean, those are just great. <laughs> it's just how it sounds, you know, it isn't. It isn't about doing everything at once. I mean, I'm, I'm a perfect example of that, but I'm, you know, I really got squishy during COVID in not a good way, you know. I mean, eating badly, it's like, you know, and I knew better. We all know better, but it's a matter yeah. of then what is the motivation for you to do that because it's not just about losing weight. I guess that's a big one. But right. talk, you know, talk a little bit about, and then we're going to take a, sponsor break here in just a minute, but the big question I've got is, you know, what are some of the things, I mean, I guess if you can share with our listeners, like, what are some of the experiences that you have with clients? I mean, not to share their names, Mm -hmm. but what are the things you kind of, like, find that you do in coaching and interacting, and you have a plethora of services that you offer, so Maybe a couple of things to share. And what do you do with clients? How do you work with them? Yeah, so when I work with clients, it's it's in a couple of different ways. So I work with people on a one-to-one basis as well as working with groups and different organizations. So on a one-to-one basis, when I do coaching, the focus is on both their personal and professional development if they'd like. Um, you know, they can kind of pick and choose and tell me what areas they want to focus in on because I'm also trained in professional strength space coaching, employee well-being coaching, in addition to behavior change, fitness, nutrition, health coaching, mindfulness, and things like that. So we kind of just start with that self-assessment of tell me how things have been for you. Let's just chat. You know, it's completely informal. Tell me how you're feeling. You know, what are the things that are on your mind currently that you might be struggling with? And then from there, we can figure out, okay, let's just pick maybe your top one or two goals that you have, maybe for the next six months. And what are the things that you think would really help to just make you feel better, make you maybe operate better on a day-to-day basis and just function in a way that you want to function? And then let's hone in on that. So with a given client, if let's say one of my recent clients said nutrition is something that's really important to her, you know, in the pandemic, kind of like what you're saying, Michelle, you're not alone. A lot of people maybe didn't eat as well because you just didn't maybe have access to your farmer's markets and all the things that you used to, or maybe you're just wanting comfort food because it's been a really stressful time. So it's just kind of having that awareness. And, you know, she talked about what she had been doing and how she wants to do better. And um, so then we kind of put together a customized plan of let's look at your schedule with your career and your kids and your husband. And, you know, what can we do that can make, you know, make it easier for you to prepare healthy meals, not only for yourself, but your family. And we'll even do things this week where 
we're actually going on a grocery shopping tour where we're going to literally go to Trader Joe's and we're going to just go through all the different <laughs> aisles and talk about, you know, fresh and healthy fruits and vegetables and, you know, different ways in easy ways that she can prepare um, healthy foods for her family and just be motivated to eat better. So, you know, I like to make it engaging. I, I like to make it fun. And, and also just I come from a very empathetic place because I think we've all had our own struggles, myself included, with things like burnout and, you know, just losing sight of how to care for yourself because we're often so busy taking care of so many other people in our lives. Yeah, good stuff. Good. Stuff. I want to continue this. So we're going to take just a quick little sponsor break here. So give me a second to recognize okay, one of our amazing partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our amazing partners and sponsors. And, Rena, now I'm back to you and to our show, and we're talking about the wellness-empowered woman, which I love. And I think you brought up some really good points. I think what's interesting about you, I mean, I can say this, but this is my perspective is that, you know, most people that I see specialize in, like, health and, quote, wellness, right, nutrition, exercise, you know, kind of like what we do, mind, body, soul kind of stuff. But I think with you what I love is you've got that professional development piece in there because mm-hmm. if we're not eating right, if we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we ever think that we would thrive and flourish in business or in our careers or as an entrepreneur? And I'm really, I think that's amazing that you do both. And I'm really curious yeah. like when you start to work, because you're in this space, you know, I want mm-hmm. people to know about your background here in a second, but how do you take on a client? And I know they lead it, but kind of walk us through what a client experience might be with you. I mean, a woman calls you and says, okay, I'm, I'm having trouble with X, Y, Z, or what's kind of the approach that you take to dial in and start working with a client individually? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to start, I, I, I love what you said about the professional development and how that's important as well, and the wellness is a big part of that, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I took that on. I mean, I've had a professional career, and we'll talk probably more about that later, but I, I've, I've understood from my own experiences and from my training how hard it can be sometimes when you are trying to strive in your professional life, and if you do have a family or you have pets or you have other responsibilities in your life, it's hard to sometimes prioritize those self-care practices. And I think that's what we all sometimes forget is that when we do practice self-care and we do those things for our health and well-being, we will you know, perform better on the job and, and find success in other parts of our life as well. It all kind of goes hand in hand. So when I do work with a client, you know, I, I reach them in a couple of different ways. And, and I, I think the customer journey, if you will, or client journey will be different for everyone. But some people actually come to me initially in to my fitness classes. So I offer um, fitness and dance classes both in person as well as um, over live stream. And the live stream classes started during the pandemic when I had to basically move everything online. So all my coaching was virtual. My classes became virtual. 
like all of us, exactly. And now, like many of us, I'm doing the hybrid approach, if you will. So sometimes I'll have people come in and take the classes. Maybe they come to my yoga class or my Pilates class or a high-intensity interval training class. And then they say, you know what, I would love to work with you more on a one-on-one basis. You know, I have this corporate career. I have these other responsibilities. I'm stressed. And so then we'll start to do the one-on-one coaching. And um, I usually do those, depending on how frequently they want to do it, it's usually once a month. But, you know, but then they have unlimited access to me over email if they need to get on a call. Like I'm very flexible. Um, but then it's kind of just looking at, okay, great, we've got you doing these workouts. So hopefully that's going to start to help you to feel better and get you in a routine and start to be part of the Passion Fit community and meet some of the other women that are taking the classes as well. And then we sit down and hone in on them and just focus on, as I was saying earlier, some of the struggles that they might have with their, you know, eating or movement or stress or other things. But then we also talk a little bit about their their career. And, you know, a lot of women, especially during the pandemic and men included as well, um, are experiencing transitions in their career. Maybe they're deciding, I've been doing yeah. the same thing for 10 years and I, I'm, you know, I'm the pandemic maybe realized what's important in life and I want to change careers or I want to start my own business or reduce my hours or whatever it might be. And so then we kind of talk about that. We look at what are their strengths? What are their natural talents? What are the things that light them up and get them excited? And, you know, how can we also help them to carve out a career path or a career change that's going to make them feel better? Because I do believe when you love what you do and you're doing something that has purpose and meaning and is in alignment with your core values and passions, that contributes to your overall wellness as well. So it's kind yeah, of working agree, with them on, yeah, on all of those levels. And, oh, no, and we all take it good. step by all step. All good, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well, right. And talk through, because I know your background um, is is just intriguing. I will say that, not interesting, because that's like such a boring word. I'm like, intriguing <laughs> is what's great about you Thank and your background. You. I mean, how tell our listeners, because we've only got, you know, we've got a little bit of time. I want them to know, how did you get started with this? I mean, what, where did yeah. pa- I mean, passion fit? Did, well, how did you get your passion and make passion fit, I think is my question. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, my background is actually in business, marketing, and management is what I studied in undergrad, graduate school. I studied advertising and community. So I spent about 16 to 17 years of my career working in digital media and advertising for Fortune 500 companies like Google and Reebok and Yahoo and companies like that. And I loved small it. Small little companies, um, but, right? <laughs> so small little organizations. Yeah, some, some brands you may, may or may not recognize. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I had a wonderful career, loved it. Uh, but I've always had this passion for health and wellness that really started – Gosh, when I was like middle school, high school, you know, I I loved fitness. Mm -hmm. I I was a dancer. I was a cheerleader on the dance team. But I also was very intrigued about, you know, healthy eating. I remember I started practicing meditation in my early 20s. And um, I was always into um, self-development, you know, did a lot of those types of Mm -hmm. like, you know, courses and things in college. And so I always knew that, you know, someday I want to do something with this. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but someday, right? But then, like a lot of people, I pursued the corporate career and, and had a lot of you know great experiences with that. But it really took me, ironically, to the point of burnout myself to kind of decide that I wanted to 
pursue these passions and leave corporate America and start my own company. You know, being a working mom, you know, my kids at the time, they're 11 and 14 now, but my little one was a baby, my older one was a toddler, and my husband also works in tech. We were living in um, Silicon Valley and both working for Google and living that fast-paced life with trying to manage careers and children. And, you know, I hit a point of burnout, and the ironic thing is as much as I have always been passionate about health and wellness, I would go to fitness conventions for fun. I would study about nutrition for fun, (laughs) all these things. I would teach classes as a hobby, and I kind of lost sight of some of that during the times when I was just trying to, you know, keep it all together with my career and with my family as I was becoming a new mom and then becoming a mom of two kids and trying to figure out how to balance it. So because I lost sight of all of those, you know, wellness practices that had been a part of my life for so many years, it was ironic because that's when I hit a point of burnout. That's when I saw my health started to suffer. My husband's health was suffering at that time as well because we were just working around the clock, both at home and at the office. And that's when I said, you know what? something needs to change and you know all these passions that I've had I feel like other women could benefit from this as well they could learn from my mistakes yeah. and my tough experiences and that's really where passion fit came from and it took me 2 years to have the courage to walk away from my job at Google and start it but I think the the passion the conviction and the desire to help other people is what really drove me to take that step and, and be brave enough, as scary as it was, to make the change. And um, and that's why I'm just so passionate about what I do. I work with people individually, but I also love to work with corporations and nonprofits and universities and other organizations because I've seen the level of burnout that people can experience. And obviously, the pandemic has made it even harder for people. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I love what let's, I do. Let's, I want to dial into that a little bit, Rena, because honestly, it's like with the corporate stuff and people losing their minds, you know, trying to bring the workforce back, you know, to yes. the office environment. It's like, what are some of the things that you're seeing help mm-hmm. for people? I mean, I'm, I'm seeing colleagues of mine that are just like, I don't want to go back, you know, full time yeah. to the office environment. And others are like, oh, my God. I mean, it's such a struggle because, you know, getting dressed up from the head to toes as opposed to the waist up and, you know, getting out the door and organizing yourself to get out the door and get to the office. It's just, it's, it's different for everybody. But what... What are you seeing mm-hmm. that is really the tough part about people going back to the office environment? Yeah, it is tough. And I think, you know, the pandemic has changed the world of work, in my opinion, for forever. I think it's, yeah, it's forever going to be different, right? I mean, we've never in the history of any of our lives have been in this situation for not all jobs. Obviously, there were plenty of people who had to go to work every day through the pandemic, you know, people that were operating on the front lines. And, you know, there's a lot of professions that are not Mm -hmm. jobs you can do remotely. Um, But for the people that did work in jobs that could be done remotely, I do think that, you know, they just saw a different way of life with being able to work from home, with the flexibility that it offered, um, you know, with not having to commute all of the time. Um, So there was that, but then I think the flip side of it is a lot of people missed the in-person interactions, the collaboration within teams, you know, company culture and employee engagement and all of that. So I think, you know, what I'm seeing, I mean, we've all been hearing about the great resignation, and I think that, you know, a lot of people are feeling like, 
okay, I, I know how I want to work now. I don't want to be back in the office, you know, four to five days a week, uh, or maybe I want to work remotely 100% of the time. And so they're not afraid to leave that job and go look for a job that's going to give them what they need. Um, I think for companies, what I'm seeing, I, you know, I speak to a lot of companies, I consult with a lot of companies on this very topic. And, you know, I think they're trying to find that balance as well of, you know, companies have invested in huge office spaces. I mean, my former employer, Google, is known for the, the campus life, get your oil changed on campus, free food, yeah. exercise classes, dry right, clean. and dry cleaning. And so it's like, okay, they, they've invested in that for years and they want to get employees back, you know, have in, recreate that culture of innovation and collaboration. But when employees are telling them otherwise, they have to meet them where they are and find that balance, whether it's a hybrid approach or letting people kind of determine how and when and where they want to work. So I think there's just a lot. And then, you know, with the pandemic, we keep getting new variants. And so then when they've brought people yep. back to the office, let's say three days a week, now people are saying, I don't even feel comfortable with that because now the latest Omicron variant is so contagious, I don't want to come into the office. So I think there's been this sort of push and pull. We take two steps forward. We take two steps back. And it's just no one has all the answers. And I think companies and employees alike are just everyone's just trying to figure it out. And I think being flexible, being honest, really assessing what's going to work for you and what's not is important and, you know, just kind of taking it day by day and deciding, you know, in the long term, what do you envision for your career and your work-life balance? And also in the short term, what can you do to stay healthy and safe and also meet the needs of your employer as well? You know, it's it's not easy. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fabulous. And it is, it's a struggle on both sides. You know, I mean, I'm seeing so many individuals now that are just like, what's important to me? What's my priority? And I you know I'd always said mm-hmm. this for years as a corporate woman myself. It's like, you know, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't, right? This is a big word for all of our listeners. You shouldn't be in a job that you don't feel is fueling your soul. And, and so many people feel stuck, but now they're more willing to act on, I'm going to have this purpose. I'm going to have a different set of priorities maybe than what I did before the pandemic. And that's okay. It's also okay for a company to say, you know, we'd like you back in the workplace because that's where magic happens. Mm-hmm. That's where, like you said, all those wonderful benefits by being, you know, kind of embraced, embraced into the culture. And that's where women get access, you know, to promotions and things like that, which a lot of women lost that during the pandemic. So, oh, we can't change the world in a day, but we'd like to, right? And that's, that's our goal. Change <laughs> the world in a day. Absolutely. Yes. I, love it. I know, I love Michelle. It. Hey, I wish we, we got could. got a couple minutes. <laughs> Yeah, ditto. Well, I want to make sure people know if they're inspired by you, which I think they should be. Like, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do you want to be connected to? I know we've got a link to your website on our show page, but how do you want people to connect with you if they're interested in reaching out? Yeah, definitely. I would love for people to connect with me. So if you're listening and these messages are resonating with you and if I can help you in any way or my company can, please reach out. My website is passionfit.com. My email address is rena, R-E-E-N-A, at passionfit.com. I'm also on social media, so feel free to follow on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And, yeah, I, I definitely encourage people to reach out. You know, we have a 
wonderful both online and in-person community here in Southern California, and you know the approach is very customized to meet your needs. I also have a newsletter, so you could just sign up for that on my website. It's free, and it's a great way to maybe just get a sense of all the different offerings that PassionFit has and what might work for you. So definitely, definitely feel free to reach out. I would love that. Very cool. Very cool. All right, we're on the wrap-up. I mean, I, I'd love for you to maybe something I haven't asked you. Is there, you know, one or two key things that you want to share, you know, with our listeners that maybe we didn't hit or cover that you are, I'm going to use your own words, that you are passionate about as a passion <laughs> fit founder and CEO? What, what, what kind of things do you want to wrap up with people and kind of make them inspired or, you know, motivate them yeah. to be more passionate about their health, their wealth, and their wellness? Yeah, you know, I would say, you know, it it has not been an easy, you know, road for all of us in the last two plus years. We know that. But I think if if there's anything that this pandemic has taught us, um, in my opinion, it's just how important health really is. You know, I mean, if we don't have it. What do we have? How do we get up and get out of bed every morning? And how do we go about and do the things we want to do in our career, with our families, out travel? You know, you have to feel well, both from the, you know, internally and then also physically, so mentally and physically, in order to truly thrive and live the life that you want. So I would say it's going to look different for everyone in terms of how you define health and wellness, what makes you feel good. But I would say to try to prioritize that because it will help you in so many other aspects of your life. And yeah, I think the passion part, I mean, another lesson I feel like this pandemic has taught us is to really dig deep and figure out what is our purpose in life? What are the things that really make us feel whole and make us feel like we can do good and help other people in the world and figure out what that is for you? It doesn't have to be your entire career. Maybe it's a side hustle. Maybe it's a special project or volunteer or charitable work that you do. But figure out what things really motivate you and inspire you and pursue those things in ways that you can in your life because, again, that's going to also contribute to your overall wellness. And I think there's just, you know, so many great opportunities out there in the world and we just have to be safe and we have to keep going through this pandemic, but that doesn't mean our lives have to stop. And I think it just means we need to take even better care of ourselves so we can keep on living. I love that. Wow, that's like a drop the mic kind of thing. That's pretty awesome. It is. I mean, Aww. thank you. Thank you so much. We're, I mean, that's the end of our show, and I'm like, I'd love to have you back again because I think there's, you know, a lot you have to say, and it is. People are just Aww. really turning themselves inside out and upside down and in, inwards and outwards, and and I think that's yeah. part of life. So, you know, the pandemic just mm-hmm. escalated that, you know, for a lot of us, and um, thank you for doing what you do, girl. Um, I hope Aww, you have you back, too. and I want to say thank you. I'd love for being that. my leading lady today and our guest on Women Lead Radio. And to our listeners, thank you so much for, you know, listening to us, even on holidays, as today's a holiday <laughs> for recognizing yeah. the 18th. But, you know, we're here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and we are quickly growing to a daily show, and we are an international show, so we are very excited about that. If you missed today's live show, will be available on all the different subscription podcasts um, as a podcast, like specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple Podcasts, along with iTunes. They're kind of the same thing. But if any of you are interested in listening to that, you can find us after the show, to which I want to say, I hope all of you go out and find your passion and your purpose. And Rena, it's like, talk to her if you have any questions and reach out to her. 
at passionfit.com and have a wonderful rest of the week and thanks for listening. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.